What is up, everybody? This is Joshua T. Berglund, and I am <laughs> this is Joshua T. Berglund, and I am Gratitude Unfiltered. That doesn't work. This is Gratitude Unfiltered, and I'm your host, Joshua T. Berglund. What's up, everybody? Uh, what a beautiful day this was. Uh, has been fantastic now. Um, I had one of those mornings. I ate so bad last night. I got to go to a birthday dinner, and I ate like a pig. Uh, and I felt like crap this morning. I was grumpy and just so angry. And so angry all day. Everything was out of whack. So angry all day. And then it just shifted, and it ended up being this beautiful day. And so, like, I'm seriously grateful for being able to shift midday and not just having a complete day. What's up, Zahar? Good to see you. Um, just being able to shift midday and like make it all right. What's up, Trish? Good to see you. And uh, radio audience, podcast audience, TV audience, if you're wondering who the heck I'm talking to, um, we're talking to Facebook. Always have, always will. Uh, you can join the conversation over at facebook.com slash gratitude unfiltered. Uh, but we want to thank you for listening on all the other platforms all over the world. God bless you guys. Uh, it's so random that people in France listen to this show. Like, that's kind of cool to me. Um, I'm So I'm really excited about tonight because I, um, you know, I've been a little bit busier on Instagram. And I would love it if you guys followed me on Instagram, which is at Joshua T. Berglund. Um, I've been hanging out on Instagram a little bit. And it's still the dumbest thing in the world to me. But whatever. I'm there. And, and I've met some really amazing people, too. I... It's so dumb, yet met someone, like you just meet some amazing people there. And our guest is one of those people. She has this amazing show. But what I've learned about her, and we're going to get into all this. I'm going to let her tell you all about what, what's going on. But I learned today that she listens to music like I do and dances around a bit before each show. Um, she calls herself, like she's like the female Howard Stern but she's also a follower of Christ, which is awesome, which I learned that too. And it's kind of funny because I always joke around that I'm, you know, I'm like the Howard Stern of personal development or whatever, you know, I, I don't even know how to, I would hate to even do that because that's not fair, but we, you know, I mean, Howard Stern's a, a legend. I wasn't really a fan. I just respect what he's done. I wasn't a fan. I was more of an Opie and Anthony guy. Um, that said, that's kind of where my fascination with comedians came in. But I get a feeling that this interview is going to be a lot of fun because she has the same passion for, you know, doing, putting out like a broadcast like this. So she's the same fire for it. But and for all the the fun and the, the unfiltered nature of, of what she's creating on her show, um, 
she also, like all of us, has gone through some pretty tough things. And in her experience, she has a son who's autistic. And instead of shelling up and going into victim mode, she's taking what, taking her experience and probably processing it while helping other people and bringing awareness to the various things that she is. So I'm really excited to have our guest on the show. I think you guys are gonna love her, plus her passion again for, uh, for doing, you know, creating content and, and giving an authentic message, her passion for her charity, um, and just what she's up to in life. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one, the only V with Hi. baby. What's up V, how are you? Thank you for having me, Joshua. I'm so excited. Well, it's good to see you. And uh, I'm glad that we're doing this. We're actually scheduled to do this tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. um, I had a cancellation that's gonna do it on Sunday now. And you were so gracious to come on a day early. So I appreciate it. Well, I think you knew I was gonna be in party mode tomorrow. So I probably would have been really fiery, like twerking around <laughs> a mess. Yeah. Yeah, and you got and you got a lot of energy like I do, so I can't. I can only imagine what you're like on Friday. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a mess. Like I'm in a moo moo. I'm in the street with a donkey. It's, it's horrible. I don't even want to know. <laughs> I don't even want to know. But I do want to know. What are you grateful for today? Everything. I'm grateful for life. It doesn't get any better than that. What about life specifically? Are you loving right now? Well, a few weeks ago, I actually died. I was post-surgery two weeks. I know, how crazy. This is like trending on Twitter. Look it up. Wait a second. I was asking for something good, and you just said you, you died last week. This is, this is literally the greatest story ever. So, and horrible, but great. So, four weeks ago, well, six weeks ago, I had a radical hysterectomy to remove an implant that was basically killing me. So, two Are weeks after that, yeah. Okay, sorry, continue. So anyone who's watched Netflix's A Bleeding Edge, it's about like faulty implants that are basically harming people and killing them. And I had one of those. So they removed it along with all my reproductive organs. So I was two weeks post that surgery and less than 1% of people bleed out from this surgery. So I actually erupted and died. So I had to be given multiple blood transfusions and emergency surgery. And on the 26th, it'll make a month since that happened. I died, I saw heaven, and I'm here. So could it be any more epic? No. That is about the ultimate definition of what Gratitude Unfiltered is. It's the sickest and surrealist story ever because I've never experienced anything that crazy in my life. So as horrible as it was, it woke me up to so many things. And I'm so appreciative for the blessings in my life because my life is so kick ass. I couldn't <laughs> ask for a better life. Before, did you have that attitude before you died? I had it, but I wasn't as feisty as I am now about it. I can only imagine. Now I'm like, oh, I want to do something amazing every day. Before I was like, oh, on Friday. Whoa, okay, hold on. Like, I don't even know how to ask a question now except for what was heaven like? What was death like? What Actually, tell me what death was like first. Well, the crazy thing is um, it took almost 30 minutes to get me to the hospital. And that whole time I was bleeding. So by the time I got there, they had to rush me in to get a CT scan to check my abdomen to make sure it was, you know, to basically verify where the bleeding was coming from, which they couldn't. So when they rushed me into the prep room, 
my vitals dropped all of a sudden. And I was joking the whole time, like, oh, I gave birth to Rosemary's baby. Cause that's how I deal with um, stress and pain is I make fun of it. So once I stopped joking with them, they said, Veronica, Veronica, tell me something funny. And I was gone. Yeah. So it was like, you know, someone told me, oh, there's no such thing. It's a conscious or you were sleeping, but I felt no pain. And I was in the, the worst pain ever. There was a big white light and I was just in this like foggy sense of just peace, like no pain. It was so amazing. But I was looking for my son when I woke up and I was back in the room getting blood and blood erupted all over me. Does that hit anyone else in the heart in a pretty profound way? Oh, I'm sure. Oh, like so many of us struggle with like illness, disease, like so many things. And oh. it's hard living day to day, struggling in pain and battling all these things. So we're blessed, really, to get through it. Kick ass. That is, uh, you know, I've I've heard you know I've heard people people write books about it, and you kind of hear mm -hmm. interviews. I guess hearing it like, you know, you're talking right to me, telling me the story mm -hmm. that hits me in a way that I've never been hit before. That just feels so real. Like you were, you had to have been thinking about your child, right? Oh yeah. That's what I was looking for. I was literally calling his name and just saying, Sean, Sean, like looking for him. And then I, that was it. And I woke up to one of the, um, basically one of the, transfusions they were giving me the leader bags exploded because they were putting so much pressure so i woke up when the blood hit my face and i couldn't find my son so they rushed me into the you know into surgery and they opened up my abdomen so but then i saw my son the next day so wow i shared it publicly because i wanted everyone to realize like life is so Sure, you know, you can be here today and then tomorrow, you know, there's no Joshua, there's no V. Dang, V. I mean, what what would you say is coming out of this, the one thing that you recognize in your previous life, literally, that you go, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm getting rid of that. I'm shifting away from that. I'm cutting that off. Like what, what, would it, what revelation did you have in your rebirth? I'm, I feel like I'm taking more chances. You know, before I was like, every decision I make is around my child. You know, how will it affect him? Whether it's, um, you know, a gig or anything like this or, you know, events or part, like I rarely go out when I do, it's, you know, seldom, but now I'm going to take more chances. You know, my son is almost 17 years old. You know, he's a big boy. I don't have to be hovering all the time. So I have to like, let him be a little man. And I realize that, that I'm kind of annoying. And I myself have to do more stuff for me. Yeah. So like to not be so like, I feel guilty when I do stuff for me. Now, let me ask you something. Is that because your son is autistic? Is that, is there some guilt around, you know? No, like, no, like, not at all. He's, okay. he's so incredible. I think it is, is, you know, me, myself, um, I've experienced so many traumatic things that I'm overbearing because I don't want him to ever experience anything like that because I know how it affects you. It stays with you forever. Like, 
And yeah. I never want him to, you know, have his heart broken or be hurt or physically, you know. So I am overbearing and I have to stop that because he's a little man. So I realized that now growing up, well, you know, waking up, it's like, you know, let him be a little dude, you know, it's okay, you know, and you go be, you know, a woman and enjoy your life and stop being so, you know, scared of everything. You know, I, 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 I feel sorry for the people that have to go through their trauma late in life. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, like, honestly, I, cause I look, I know other things will happen because life happens, but those unnecessary traumas that happened in life, the self-inflicted and the ones that were inflicted on, mm -hmm. like, I'm so happy that that happened early in life. Cause now, you know, I'm going it, to, it, it's, it's different. Like, but now you go through life and I, I would have to think that, you know, you don't really have anything happen through most of your life. And it's like, yeah, everything's good. My parents are still married. Like everyone's healthy. Like I, I got back acne, but that's about it. And then all of a sudden, 39 years old, boom, trauma. And it's like, ah, I'm not prepared for this. Yeah. So I commend you on like, the point of all that was to say I commend you on going, all right, I'm going to let go and I'm going to let my little boy live now. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, yeah. Like I can't let him, you know, it's hard. You know, being being a mom is not easy. You know, being a parent in general isn't easy. I disappeared for a second. Sorry about that. Um, I hit the wrong. I was playing around and I hit the wrong button. Mm -hmm. Um when you first found out that your son was autistic, mm -hmm. what went through your head? We now know what's going on and we have to work on it. That's it. And we did it together. You know, everything is, is us together. So if I'm going through something, our family's going through it. If he's going through something, it's all of us, you know, and we worked so hard you know, how to figure out ways to deal with, um, you know, whether it was anxiety or not speaking or, you know, I literally labeled my house like in the color purple. So everything had a label and a picture and people thought I was crazy because there was pictures even in my laundry room, on my fridges, on the walls, on the ceilings, on the stairs. And for three years, I didn't go anywhere. Like I food shopped at 4 a.m. at Walmart because it was so much uh, sensory overload for him because in stores there's you know, fluorescent lighting, loud sounds, and he'd have full meltdowns. And I ran into so many like situations where I was fighting with people in stores because they'd say, oh, control your kid. And it's like, I don't know what's wrong, you know? Yeah. And we didn't get our diagnosis till he was 10. So picture you're going that whole time, not knowing what it is or what we're, you know, experiencing. So once we had the label, we could say, all right, how do we work with it? So we got to change the lights in the house. We got to change the colors on the walls. We got to get you therapeutic toys so you can calm down. And I desensitize him, like take him to loud events with earmuffs just so he can experience it, close it up. And the car, I'd raise the radio a little, you know, so he can hear it, close it up, you know, to deal with sounds. And he talked at six, you know, he did everything they said he never do. Like he's, he's my inspiration. That's so cool. How old is he now? He's gonna be seventeen soon. He's sixteen and a half. He's he's badass. He's the he's the sweetest person ever. That's so cool. That's I look cool. up to him, but at the same time, I'm like, why are you so cool? I'm so weird. 
That's awesome. What, um, so what, what led you or inspired you to start this charity? He did. When they, when. Uh, that, okay, hold on though. A lot of people that have children with disabilities or whatever, it, not all of them go, I'm going to start no. a nonprofit because that's a lot of work. Oh, it's too much work. But um, <laughs> you know what it is, is have you ever had someone tell you, you can't do something? Yeah, of course. Joshua, you can't be a ballerina. Joshua, you can't be a designer. Anything. Whatever. If I want to be a ballerina, I want to be a ballerina. But to have someone tell you you can't do something, if you want to be an astronaut, no one should ever tell you you can't do it. So when he was growing up, all the doctors would tell us he would never talk. He will never walk. He will never this. And you're like, how dare you? You know, you don't know that. You know, there's children, there's people all around the world that have miracles every day that walk and talk and see and do things they said they'd never do. And he did it and he proved them all wrong. So that's what inspires me is the fact that he never quit. I'm a quitter. I quit constantly. I hate stress, but he's so badass. He never lets anybody stop him. He texted me just like the day before yesterday, Ma, I'm talking to the Marines. I'm thinking about joining the Marines. How, you know, we have a military family, his dad, we're all military family. How proud and how amazing is that? Scary as a mom, but how kick ass. That's what's up. Yeah, like he's not scared of anything. Like he skydives, he flies planes. He's a maniac. I love him. I'm scared as hell. I'm like, I got bad knees. My insurance isn't that great. I can't jump out of a plane. <laughs> but Sean, not Sean, you tell him we're skydiving. He'll, he'll go, okay, Joshua, where are we going? Like he'll leave with you. So what is the non what does the nonprofit do specifically? So, um, well, one, the name of my nonprofit is called Blue Crayons with a Z, Inc. Cool, and you can find it at bluecrayonsinc.org. And what I started doing was I started designing sensory rooms for local schools, their ESC departments. So a sensory room's a therapeutic environment. So like how you saw my studio has lights everywhere and it's all fun. I basically make clubs for children on the spectrum because that helps soothe them and calm them down the environment. So then if you're in school and you're able to calm down, now you can go back to work and focus. So they'd write these plans in their IEPs where let's say, you know, Joshua got very anxious today and was stressed out. You could go to that little party room and calm down and soothe yourself for 15 minutes and then go back to class. How badass is that? That's where it's at. I need that now and I'm 39. I have it in my own house. I have a home studio that has everything you can think of. This is amazing. I wish Tucker Bearden was watching right now. <laughs> Can someone tug Tucker, please? I want to be here. He, I, I was the first time in Vegas, and that was an amazing experience. It's a whole other story for another day. Anyway. Oh, I can't. Um, well, whatever happens in Vegas stays between me and you. Yeah, be, you're amazing. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Um. Okay, so you were you were explaining with the charity. So you basically set up these these soothe these soothing disco rooms. Basically, these fun kick ass rooms that have therapeutic equipment, soothing lights, everything you can think of to help them go about their day and to calm down. Wouldn't that be good for everyone though? 
It is, it is, but no, hello, it costs so much money, but people need to get involved like I do and do it yourself. I paint the rooms myself. I do the work myself. So get involved with your local charities, whether it's mine or someone else. But that led me to designing my own product line. So that's the commercial I sent you is our goal is to have our own affordable line of home decor and um, sensory friendly fashions in Walmarts all around. So that's what I want is I want to make cool, funky stuff for everyone and teach them how to do it at home for an affordable price because I do these things on a budget. Okay. That's that's actually really good because I will tell you from if you look at medical aesthetics, okay. pain relief, um, you know, collagen, like there's so, lasers and light therapy of different mm -hmm. kinds of so many different things, mm -hmm. skin, pain, inflammation, wounds. Um I mean that stuff that that tech that technology that you saw in Star Wars where Han Solo basically got under a light and zoom, and then he was healed. Yeah, they have that stuff. Oh so yeah, it's consistent with what what you're saying is it's consistent with with what I what I know. Like it really works. This stuff. So yeah, th this is a good idea for somebody. Do you have investors oh, yeah. or a pitch deck? Any of that stuff? Oh, well, I actually pitched it to Walmart. It'll be almost two years ago. And then we started working with a manufacturer, uh, Product Quick Start. So they help um, basically um, startup company entrepreneurs in starting their product line. So I already started my product line. So that's why we made this commercial to show Walmart and to kind of go viral so people can see, look, Anyone can do this, but let me show you how I do it, how I was able to teach my son and teach other children by incorporating these things in your clothes and in your home and teaching you and like, let's do it affordable. Super easy. You're going to need some serious cash to go. I know. I know. But I've had so many people. Here's the thing. So many parts of it. Do you know how this works though? If you get a purchase order mm -hmm. from Walmart, you can pretty much walk. There's there's people. If you show that, there's certain people investors that look for this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You show them that purchase order, you're gonna get your money easy. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what's crazy, Joshua is like, you like you know, like I was a runaway, I was homeless, I was a young mom. You know, I got married young. Like I didn't go to school until I was in my 30s. You know, and that was for my medical degree. So it's like I'm learning all of this on my own. And it's not, it's so hard. It's so hard, but yet I got so many people that support me and work with me. Yeah. But it's basically like, you know, taking a little, you know, wolf and just throwing it in the city, you know? I, I have the drive and the passion. Unfortunately, you know, I don't have the finances because I, I put everything back into my community as you should. But, you know, I know it'll happen when it's in due time, whether it's me or somebody else. I just want, I want society to change as a whole. I don't want this stigma that you have to be ashamed to wear sensory equipment. Like if I need a fabric or a blanket in public, no one should shame me. So I'm gonna teach you how to keep it in your clothes and incorporate it so you use your therapy on you at all times. You would never know that my jacket was lined with weight. You wouldn't know that, but that's what I use as therapy. See? Yeah, people are digging this. Um, so donate. Parents will be open to donate who have children with needs, including me. And my son needs a sensory room. You're going to get all kinds of support with this. I can, I can actually send you design concepts. Like I do it all the time for churches, for people. Um, if you guys want like design concepts and little tips, like 
just hit me up in my PM or on my website. But I can send you so many links and resources where you can do it yourself or you can go and check out one of my public wish lists and make it yourself at home. That is so rad. I'm telling you that you're going to get you're going to get like community workers. We help each other out. That's what's up. And that's what nonprofits have to start. That's doing. what they should be. Not all of them are. And that's why I pride myself in my work, because no one can say Veronica pays herself. Veronica doesn't give back. I've been written about more than you can even think of. I've been featured on TV, radio, all types of things because I give back and I do it with a whole community. It's not just me. Like if it wasn't for my sponsors, my partners, like they do all this, you know, they let me into their $50 million resorts to do photo shoots. Photographers donate their time. Like we all work together. We volunteer. We make this happen. So, I have hundreds of friends. Hold on, hold on, really, really quick. So everybody that's listening and watching right now, what she just told you, this is a really valuable tip. For those of you that complain that you don't have money to make your dreams come true, what she's basically saying is, with no money, she's making things happen. She's being active, she's collaborating, she's working deals, finding, like she's serving, she's serving other people, then they're helping her and they're trading. I straight up have to tell oh, you this. Cool. This is this is the only reason why this show has grown because we have not had money to market it, but it's been from collaborating and serving, having a serving mindset, not what can I get from you, having um, a serving mindset. Having money is not an excuse mm -hmm. to get your dreams in motion, the plan, the action. It's it's not having money is is not an excuse i can't i can't say it enough she just backed everything i've been telling you mm -hmm. she just backed it up because she's doing it herself and you know people will say like money um money buys happiness like yeah money can get you debt free and get you some extra stuff but your worth everything in your core right now comes from the impact you have on this community on this planet if you have a negative impact on our planet on our community no one wins you serve no purpose so you have to find your purpose and give back because no matter how bad i am oh i might drink or smoke a cigarette and be a little naughty i give back so much that my life is constantly blessed like my heart is always with joy even when i died still with joy because i have that impact on my community and they have it on me i have the best people in my life like it's the sickest i can call anyone and get anything and they would do anything for me and i would do anything for them yeah that's that's amazing i want to talk we are you willing to talk about your faith on air yeah i'm not ashamed i'm a christian okay i want to know i want to know how your faith how you relied on your faith and how you relate on your relationship with christ god with with christ Mm -hmm. to get you through dying coming back and healing that was crazy your son your life with your son mm -hmm. like talk about that talk about how your faith has impacted your life i mean can i be real and like nobody be judgy please be real okay because you know some people will be like oh my god i can't believe she said that but um I'm really, <laughs> you know sometimes moms like moms will try to put not all but some my hair looks crazy sorry i've been running around all day my so anywho so like moms will put like all this <laughs> my hair looks crazy moms will put like all this pressure on themselves right like we have to be perfect we have to be this we have to be that but like 
when I was going through everything with whether it was before my son, um, you know, personally with myself, like I would beat myself down so hard, like, and I would let it affect me in so many ways. And because of my childhood and, you know, you experience abuse and you experience, um, you know, just the worst of the worst, I lost my faith. So even when I had my son, you know, I lost my faith because we had such a hard time. I just couldn't just believe that this was happening. Like, can I get a break? You know? So yeah. the one day, you know, really? have been, and this story, you can actually see this story on my website. And the reason why I shared it is for moms like me that you want to quit. You know, he had been crying for hours and I just couldn't just take it. And I just started crying. And I said, what do you want? You know? And I looked up to the sky and I just said, you know, like in my kitchen, um, just give me a break. Like, please just help him talk, you know? And I'm praying and I hadn't prayed in years since I was maybe a kid. And that was the day he spoke. So I know that there is something incredible. I know that there is. That's amazing. I've, I've had so many opportunities in my life whether good or bad, that have shown me a purpose, you know, and woken me up. Like when I'm like real, like Debbie Downer, like, oh, my life is terrible. Then something amazing happens. You know, like it doesn't get more amazing than that. Your kid talking, what? Yeah. Me living, what? <laughs> That's wild. That sounds like it's coming out of a horror movie. I still can't but believe I know How the reason. Was that? How long ago did you die? Like two weeks ago? No, on the 26th, it makes, what's the day tomorrow? It'll make a month, four weeks to the day. And you're as spicy as ever. Yeah, because I can walk, and today I got to finally go out. I haven't, I haven't been able to really go out or do anything. I, I love your spirit. Like, I'm, I'm so grateful that you came on the show and your passion for your son and the renewed vigor that you have after dying. Um, I love it. I'm, I'm curious though. I want to know about this. You have a show, you have your own talk show, Bagels and Shea. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you, and you are truly the female Howard Stern. Uh, yeah. you are, you are, you're, you're very, uh, unfiltered. Um, can I explain it though? Wait, like, wait, wait, wait. I, I, not yet, but I want to know where your passion for broadcasting came from. Well, um, once I started my nonprofit, I did a lot of um, TV and radio interviews and stuff like that. And because the way I deal with stress and, you know, that kind of like anxiety and pain is I make jokes. So I've been a natural like just jokester, whether it's doing stand up or whatever. And whenever I do radio, they, you know, ask me to come back because they say you're real funny. You got, you know, people to call in. So I just started really liking it. And I was offered a morning radio slot with a Christian network. So for a while in Southwest Florida, I was actually a morning radio show host. But then my mouth and my bad humor got me. Into <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. It's funny, though. I'm laughing because I can relate. That's all I'm laughing because I can relate. You know, I, I, mean, I don't know how old you are. How, I don't know how old you are, Joshua, but like I'm almost 40. So I grew up with like, 
you know, Howard Stern, Andrew Dice Clay, um, like Richard Pryor. So I have this very warped sense of humor still. Like I'm still in the eighties. So my jokes don't fly over well, unless you get that kind of humor. When's your birthday? I'm in June. Mine's May 20th. I turned 40. Okay. Well, I'm almost 40. I was never a Howard guy. I like Opie and Anthony. That was that was in the Don Imus and mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they were great too. But my thing with Howard was like I remember like uh, my mom would be taking us to school and we'd be listening to Howard and he'd say things like, "Oh, he's such a douchebag." So when you're getting when you're in school and you know I grew up in New York City and Brooklyn, you get bullied, you people so that's how I would come back to people. I would always be what they call quick with the shits and people would stop bullying me because I was way too funny and I'd make them cry or I'd make fun of myself better than they could. So I've always had that thing. And that's kind of where my show came from was, you know, they try to censor me on radio. And even though I didn't think I was wrong, it's just my humor is not always interpreted right. You know, but there's never ill will with my humor, you know? Yeah. That's so funny. So that's kind of what my show is. It's just a, it's, it's everything. It can be inspirational and goofy and just dirty. I think that, I think it's good to be able to cycle through mm-hmm. all of those real emotions, those real human expressions. I mean, look, I, you know, my faith is the most important thing in the world to me. And, you know, and at the same time, it's like, it's good. Everyone's like, it just, I, I guess I can't say it's good, but expressing that kind of, that sinister, darker underbelly of hu- side of humor, mm-hmm. it feels good. Mm-hmm. And just I, you know, blasphemous for me to say that, mm-hmm. but it's like a dirty joke, especially if you're a fan of stand up comedy like I am, one that makes you go, oh my gosh. It's terrible. Like, oh, that's terrible. But there's an appreciation for it. It made mm-hmm. you cringe. It made your stomach hurt. That's mm-hmm. a really human emotion. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a that's a beautiful thing about comedy, and especially people like Howard Stern or Opie mm-hmm. and Anthony, mm-hmm. that they could do that because that, that strikes a nerve in people. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a good thing. Yeah. I think it kind of desensitizes you. And like the warped way that I see it is like we and well, you and I, for example, we believe in our Lord, you know, Jesus Christ. He brought wine to the party. You know, he hung out with sinners. Like, it's okay to be a sinner. We're not hurting anybody if we have a drink or, you know, have a bad word. As long as you're not doing it maliciously, I feel like he let me into heaven. So he's okay with my mom because I'm not saying anything to hurt anyone. Specifically, I joke within myself and I use language as a way to desensitize people because if everything I say hurts you, like me and my friends, this might sound horrible and someone might yell at me, but we're like, oh, you're such a fat ass. And we're like, okay, yeah. And I know I am. So we joke like that, but an outsider would be like, oh, they're so mean. She's fat shaming. And it's like, no, I'm fat. I'm not fat shaming myself. Like we joke like that. So me and my friends, we kind of have that locker room banter sure it's i think donald trump said that too yeah <laughs> it didn't go very it didn't go over very well you know, trump you and i share the same birthday so i'll leave it at that he's june 14 i'm june 14 he's from new york i'm from new york it explains the foul mouth <laughs> let's, let's not talk politics here that's the one place i won't go very often um 
<laughs> oh no, just birthdays. I'm talking birthdays. You know, I got I got convicted by my language, and I I think it's so dumb. I think the fact that language has so much power is dumb. At the same time, we know how powerful words are, yeah. and the energy behind those words, and and what's being said, and how the impact that that can have on people. I got really sensitive about my mouth because I was just sloppy with it. And like, if I get comfortable saying, damn, I'm going to be dropping F bombs the next day. Mm. Like I have to be careful for myself because man, if I don't do anything at 10%, like I don't kinda, <laughs> I don't kinda do cocaine when I, you know, when I did when I do it, I do eight balls. No, I'm kidding. When I, when I drink tequila. It's all the way. If I drink water, it's all the way. It's it. I don't have. I have one mode, and it's go. And then don't stop until I hit the wall. That's with everything. That's why this one sucks, because <laughs> I I have to stop at three hundred calories every time, and nothing oh. comes at three hundred calories. See, I wish I had that though. I admire that. Like I'm like, oh, a tub of Ben and Jerry's. Hell yeah. I no no control. Hey, no control. Do you, do you like cereal? Kinda. Okay, never mind. I like everything. I don't want to tell the story. Um, okay, you grew up with this, and so this became an outlet for you in radio. What is your vision for what you want to create with your show? Well, with my show, I, I basically want to just allow people to be their authentic self and me be my authentic self. So I want you to be able to come on and shoot the shit and joke around and, you know, maybe even cry or, you know, just bug out and laugh and forget about the bad because we don't got time for that right now. Yeah. And just have a kick ass time. So I have to say that the people I've had on, we've had so many laughs. We've had such a good time and they inspire me and they bug out. And, you know, some of them are, you know, spicy little apples, but they're still great people. <laughs> so I haven't had any mean hearted jerky people. So. I love my show and I want to keep doing it. And I want, you know, awesome people like you or your listeners, you know, that have cool stories to come on my show. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm, listen, I think you're funny and I like your energy. I've been really, really impressed with, I mean, just what you're all about because you. it's, I think some people, you know, everyone's walk is personal. The relationship is personal. It's mm -hmm. not, and you know you got to do what you got to do and that there's so many people that like i think it's important like this sounds strange like i have to walk a, a tighter path i can't be real loose because i get out of control easy I'm, i just do i like, mean we should party together though before you come down i will no 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 that's a terrible idea sorry sorry you know because i'm competitive too that's a bad it's a bad deal i um, mean is twerking a competitive sport <laughs> I, I don't at the club trip. I even, no, I don't because it's it. I will accelerate through the highway of hell like almost immediately. I just know myself. You go That's, hard. I do think that I I'm envious of the people that can go out and you know have like have drinks and like do the whole weekend thing. I'm envious of that, and then show up at church on Sunday without feeling like crap. And like I wish I could do that, but I have one mode, and it's go. Like, I lose four days every time. <laughs> you go the whole week. You. you must have so much fun in Vegas. Not anymore. I like doing normal stuff in Vegas. Yeah. 
I like I like doing normal things in LA. Well, Although, I got married in Vegas, so I'm not sure if that's quite normal. <laughs> by Elvis? No, he wasn't available, but Rodney Dangerfield was, and I was like, he's not that attractive, so no. And it was at the same place that Britney Spears, the Little White Chapel. I'm that girl. Yeah. I married someone I didn't know. <gasps> I love it. I love, I love that kind of raw, like not giving a shit. It's everything. I, I actually, I, I know that we're both in a, in a much better place in life, mm -hmm. not being together. Um, but how that whole thing went down is still something that I'm just going, really God, really. Uh, but at looking at it, we're both in the best places that we've probably ever been in life. I would think. Mm -hmm. And you know, good things are happening for both of us. I think God just wanted us both in LA, just not together. Mm -hmm. I was in a crazy, unfortunately toxic relationship oh. that I needed to get out of. And somehow I get a vision. Next thing I know, I'm getting married to somebody like immediately without knowing the person. Like that really happened. And that happened, like, I think it's been seven months now, eight months mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. And this is all on video too. Oh, it was very public. But how cool is that? I mean, I know it's bad, oh, like the bad part, but you just it, live life. It, I do live life, and I'm not going to apologize for it. But you know the thing that sucks about it, and it what? sucks about the decisions that sometimes that we make, is when we make decisions that hurt our credibility, it really sucks. When oh. Especially when you've been basically coming out of the grave of – I put, basically the grave I dug for myself – finally on the other side, right? And I'm fighting for credibility. And then I marry a perfect stranger because of a vision I got. Yet ultimately it worked out best for both of us. But I have to tell you, I can't tell you that God doesn't like divorce because obviously God didn't want us together, but he needed to put us together for a short time to do something. And I guess that was to get us to LA. Yeah, to learn together. Holy crap, that is just that all, all of that is still blowing my mind. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> ah, but so, how else are you going to learn if you don't do crazy stuff? You know, I you know what? I know God has a plan for my life because if he didn't, I would already be dead because oh. I've made some dumb, dumb choices in my life. And oh, like man. looking back at some of them. Man, you know the worst ones? The worst decision, the worst memories of the bad decisions were remembering leading up to it, me fighting tooth and nail, going, I don't want to do this. 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 Oh my God, I'm doing this. Ugh. Four days gone. Been there. <laughs> I remember, and when I lived in Oklahoma, I remember um, this is right before. Um, I, I don't remember before I went to rehab. I, I I remember sitting at my desk. I got the phone call that this cocaine was in, and I didn't want that phone call. But when I got it, everything inside me started freaking out, going, "Oh my god!" Gotta I, get it. I, I gotta get it. And I'm like, "No!" And I'm walking. I swear to you, this is what was happening. I'd walk, turn around, sit down. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. This would go on and I would get further and further and further out the door. Finally, the secretary 
had to have been going, what the heck is wrong with this guy? Go back in, go back out. And then I'm sitting on the bed of my truck and I'm crying. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Get in the car door, take off, go get cocaine. Uh, end up doing two eight balls that night and thinking that I was going to die towards like oh, the yeah. five hours before I passed out. Like I'll never forget that night and that, that fight. So when I tell you the reason why I can't make those certain choices is because that's a slippery slope. Oh yeah, definitely. I know. <laughs> Oof. Oh, that made me sweat. I probably because I'm a leather jacket on. I'm forgetting that it's springtime in LA. Is it cold oh. out there? What? Is it cold? No. I just like wearing my black leather jacket. And I love it. I have my jacket. It's cold. I <laughs> it's it's still daylight outside. And I'm yeah, I'm just used to it being cool and mm -hmm. I like my jacket, but now it's too warm. I'm gonna have to start wearing other colors than black now. I'm so disappointed. Crap. Mm -hmm. It's summer clothes time. I feel like you can wear black all year long though. Like black is like everything. <laughs> black and white, black and white. You make dumb decisions too, Trish. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we all do, Trish. We all do. Man, I can name a couple dumb decisions I've done. They know who they are. Oh, listen to this. <laughs> he inspires you me. You guys are so cute. Joshua. Are you cheating on me, Trish? That no, that's a, I'm so cute. So She's funny. Everybody's so attractive. Oh, I, all of my all of my people here are beautiful. All yes. of them. I can't see. I got married in Vegas too. Melissa, Melissa gets it. She knows. Melissa's a warrior. She's awesome. So much fun in Vegas, though. What does it say? I met the most amazing people since my life became peaceful past two years, and I'm 31. This yes. May, and along the way, I've watched Joshua come so far. Ah, oh, you're sweet, Zahara. Good to see you. I always, I, mean, I haven't seen you in forever. It makes me so happy. And again, radio podcast audience, if you're wondering who the heck I'm talking to, mm -hmm. you can come to facebook.com slash gratitude unfiltered and join on the conversation. Uh, we started on Facebook. We'll always be on Facebook, regardless of all the other platforms. I, I love these people. So V, you have anything that you want to spit before we, we end it? Well, thank you guys. And thank you for having me on and just, you know, get involved with your community. Chase your dreams. You're never too old. You're never too young. Like, just do it. Plug your plug your uh, charity one more time, Kate. Oh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, everything. Um, it's gonna be Blue Crayons with a Z Inc. org. So you can find me Blue Crayons Inc. on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and for my show, please, no one under the age of eighteen. And no one's super sensitive because my language is atrocious. Um, but yeah, you can check out Bagels and Shade. So that's on Instagram, Twitter, everything. There's inappropriate memes. Just a, a lot of all, is, all over there. I was going to ask if you're a Catholic. I swear to you, your Instagram page almost gave me, what's that word, um, where you start having seizures? Like that. <laughs> There's so much. There's it's just, it's just out of control. It's the loudest page I've ever seen in my life. It's it's funny though. It's a great it's, page. Yeah. Um, I'm obsessed so with memes. What is bagels and shade? Explain what the so heck that the is. when they were when they put me on morning um, radio, they asked me what would you know when we were developing the concept for the show. So they said, well, what would you be doing in the morning slot? I said, I don't know, probably throwing shade, eating bagels, 
And they were like, that's the name. The first thing I said, and there's a jingle and everything. And um, yeah, so that was it. So every morning we'd get Dunkin' Donuts coffee, me and my co-hosts, we'd be eating. And it was like, we were mukbanging before mukbang was a thing. What? Mukbanging is when you eat food and you're on a microphone, like recording okay. it. So yeah. I, I was doing that years ago. I, I love your logo. It's terrific. Thank you to my friend, Chris, um, from Sparrow Designs. She's like the best, like, graphic artist ever. I love it. Do you, I bet you have a tattoo of it on your ankle, don't you? I have tattoos everywhere. I'm that girl. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. It's been so much fun. But, yeah, definitely like us and share us. Regret? Do I regret anything? How many tattoos will you regret? I regret none of them because they're heaven and it's all my loved ones who have passed away surrounded by stars and clouds. And it's actually really beautiful and bright and colorful and gay as hell like me. So I love it. I regret none. I I wish I could say that. All right. V, you're rock. Thank you for being on the show. Love you guys. God bless you. I'll see you around. You. Bye. <clears throat> She's a trip. Wow. That was fun. Um, that just, that weaved, I think we talked about 964 different things. That was fun. I had a good time. Good to see you guys. Thank you so much for joining the program. Appreciate um, you guys, as always, playing along and commenting. Uh, you guys have a blessed evening, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.